Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the mini break. Your date podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, October 18th. As I alluded to in our first mini break podcast of the day, this week feels like one of the last big ones on the 2023 calendar. Of course, we have six different tour level events to enjoy. Three for the men, which of course I broke down in part one. That action is happening in Tokyo, Stockholm, and Antwerp are three women's events are the three I want to focus on on this show. Of course, those events are happening in Nanchung, Cluj-Napoca, and Monastir. The theme of the week thus far on the women's side has been upsets. Our top two seeds have already been knocked out in both Nanchung and Cluj-Napoca. Of course, I want to catch you up on those results on today's show. Talk about the opportunities those those upsets create in each of those events for the other players competing in those respective tournaments. Of course, things a little steadier in Monastir. Top seeds Jasmine Paulini, Elisa Mertens, each earning round one victories. Now, we're still pretty early in our WTA events. I don't think we've had, or we might, I think the back half, I suppose, of the round of 16 coming tomorrow. Certainly haven't seen a single quarterfinal match played yet. But again, on today's show, what I want to do for all of you listeners is set the scene at these three events. Again, break down the upsets and major results that have already occurred thus far and then offer you a few predictions, of course, on how I see everything unfolding moving forward. Of course, the reason we're able to do that day in, day out is because of the support we get from all of you listeners. And as always, I know we ask so much of you in listening to these episodes. I will ask for one more thing, please, as well. That's go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us with the podcast formula gods. I've been told it helps us with the sponsors as well. Leave a review. Leave a five-star rating. Once you've done it, I'll never have to ask you again. And so, again, I'd greatly appreciate it if all of you could take the time to do that. Let me know. What do you want us to focus on, not just down the season's home stretch, but what questions do you have for the offseason? You can let me know on that Apple Podcast comment feed. Or, of course, you can message us at Crack Rackets on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, X. Of course, you can message me directly directly at A.L. Gruskin on X as well, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, of course, make sure you like, rate, subscribe, review to not just this show, but the Great Shot Podcast, Cracked Interviews Podcast feeds, as well as our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. A thank you, of course, to our dear friends at Tennis Point, tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15 for all of the latest and greatest products in the tennis world. All right, let's talk about our three WTA Tour level events. We'll start in non Chung again, top two seeds already eliminated from the draw. Simply put, Beatrice Adonmaya did not play well. She was up 4 2 
in her opening set of her opening round match against now Hibino. Hibino ultimately a 6-3 and three victory over the top seed. Now, again, for now Hibino, it's a massive moment. She's fighting to hold on to her top 100 spot to end the season. She's up to number 84 now in the live rankings. Not only the win over Haddad Maya, but a follow-up 3-5 and five win over Kimberly Burrell uh, in her round of 16 match as well. You look for Hibino. That's a couple of quarterfinals now here in the back half of the season. Of course, she wins the title in Prague. Now a quarterfinal here in Nanchung. Those are her only two tour-level quarterfinals of the season, but you win a title, you follow it up with another quarterfinal. Again, she'll be able to hold on to her top, uh, in top 100 spot. Big week for the 29-year-old heading into the home stretch of the year. Look, again, for Haddad Maya, I think it's a winning season. She made the freaking semifinals of the 2023 French Open. And yeah, she hasn't played her best tennis of late. Round of 16 Wimbledon made a quarterfinal in San Diego. I don't know how notable that result is. That's her only quarterfinal since uh, Wimbledon has ended. But, you know, Haddad Maya is going to hold on to a top 25 spot. And perhaps more than anything, she doesn't have to play 90 matches to hold on to that spot this year. Can manage the schedule however she deems fit. Currently 19 in the live rankings. You look in the points race, Haddad Maya 19th as well. So again, going to hold on to her top 25 spot. Not much more you can ask for in the prime of your career. The other seed knocked out, of course, was second seeded Magda Lynette. Lynette knocked out 7-6 in the third by Valeria Savink. And I apologize if I butchered the Russians' pronunciation, the uh, the pronunciation of the Russians, excuse me, last name. The 32-year-old, currently 146 in the world, will take on Alexandra Sasnovich tomorrow. Savink reaching her career high of 99 back in 2012. Big victory uh, for the Russian, obviously making the most of the opportunity to get into this late end of se- or this end of season 250 event it's a tough one for Magdalenette. Obviously, the big one comes for her in Australia when she has to defend semifinal points now. Had the encouraging final run in Guangzhou. Did win a couple of matches in Beijing, but obviously disappointing back-to-back first-round loss for her in Martich Savink matches. Not a ton of playing opportunities left at the tour level. will be interesting to see if she tries to go play ITFs to try and solidify her spot, assuming, you know, again, try to prevent the fall from being too precipitous after losing those Australian open points right away to start the year. But again, with your top two seeds eliminated, things open up for everyone else. The other seed eliminated thus far. Fifth seed, Julin, who has been one of the 50 best players in the world on hard courts. But of course, there are six teenagers in the top 100 right now. One of them knocked off the fifth seed. It's Diana Schneider, a foreign love victory over Julin. Now, she also got a victory over Vero Reva to reach the quarterfinal here in Nanchung. You look for the 20, excuse me, the 19-year-old who, of course, played a full season, February, not a full season, but the majority of a season, February to May at the collegiate level at NC State. She's now 23-9 and overall on the year. She's reached four different quarterfinals, three at the tour level, all of them coming since gradu- uh, since leaving, excuse me, her season at NC State. She solidified her spot in the top 100. Not much more you can ask for for Schneider, who with this result up to a new career high, number 60 in the live rankings. 
I mean, again, a massive opportunity turns into a massive week for Diana Schneider into the quarterfinals now where she's a very winnable match against Tabino. In fact, according to the tennis to abstract singles forecast, the big hitting lefty, the favorite 59.6%, the serve continues to make progress again. I think she's a good mover. Love the first step. Love her ability to slide into corners. Now, that first step out of the corners can use work, but it can use work for every 19-year-old not named Alcaraz or Sviantek or Goff. Um, Daishnai is coming along. Big results for her to end the season. She will certainly play into November at the ITF level, continue to make a push towards the top 50. Big opportunity for her in the quarterfinal. And again, that top half of the draw is open. Uh, Marie Boshkova, the only seed remaining. She gets a straight set win uh, in each of her two opening round matches. And Look, I know Bushkova is going to hold on to her top 50 spot, makes quarterfinals Cincinnati, round of 16 Wimbledon. But in terms of total quarterfinals here in 2023 and just overall record, she's 25 and 23 overall. This is her third tour level quarterfinal of the season. Now, all three quarterfinals, by the way, have come on a hard court since the start of August. Cincinnati, Seoul, Nanchung, you add that to the Wimbledon round of 16. That is a top 50 resume, but good to see Bushkova gaining some momentum down the home stretch. She'll take on Kami Osorio. Osorio was fantastic in her 4-5 and five victory over 8th-seeded Sarasuri Tormo in the round of 16. You look for the 21-year-old Kami Osorio, 28-19 overall on the year. It's her third tour-level quarterfinal, first on hard court since Lyon in January. I mean, she just had the, she had the physicality, she had the patience, and she had the forehand to explode through the court against Esaribas Tormo, who doesn't give an inch away, who asks every additional question of you. And again, Kami Osorio said, fine, let's grind. Kami Osorio's fine playing slices cross-court. Kami Osorio will wait for you. You know, again, her hustle around that ball in the backhand corner to hit advantageous forehands was particularly impressive. I haven't ever seen her move like that. And again, she's still 21 years old. Plenty of time to work on that, but was good to see the movement coming along because her ability to strike a tennis ball and the creativity for Kami Osorio has never been in doubt. And again, Bojkova doesn't have the biggest weapons to hurt Osorio with either. It's a very winnable match for Kami Osorio. It's a massive opportunity for a couple of talented youngsters, Schneider and Osorio, in that top half of the draw. Right now, Boshkova, obviously the favorite, 46.1%. After that, they go Osorio, then Schneider, then Hibino. Top half of the draw, again, has reached the quarterfinal rounds. It'll be Hibino versus Schneider, first career head-to-head. Boshkova 1-0 in the career head-to-head with Osorio. Bottom half of the draw, there is one seed remaining. It's Vavara Gracheva. She's an underdog against last week's finalist in Hong Kong, Katarina Sinyakova. Uh, Sinyakova, good follow-up. First round of win, no layup for her over Wang Yuhan. Uh, no, excuse me, no hangover for her in her opening round match. And again, the draw's wide open. Sasnovich. Fernandez coming off of that Hong Kong title, of course, but how much does she have left in her leg? She's played a ton of tennis down the season's home stretch. More so, maybe not always the longest runs, but just so many different cities, so much travel. Those sorts of things can add up, although, again, Fernandez is 
the tennis hasn't been the question. It's a massive opportunity, again, for everyone remaining in the bottom half of the draw. Fernandez, justifiably now inside the top 50, coming off of the title. She's the 24.3% favorite. Then Laura Siegemund, 15.7%, uh, excuse me, 38.7 for Fernandez to advance to the final. Fernandez, 20, uh, Siegemund, 27.7. Sinyakova, 13.7. Your favorite to win the title, Marie Boshkova by hair, 24.6. You imagine Fernandez will take over that spot should she knock off Yu Xiao Di in tomorrow's round of 16 battles. She's at 24.3%. Siegemann, 15-7. Big drop-off after that. That's where things stand right now in Nanchung. The other event that's had the top two seeds upset, Kluge-Napoka, which is where I want to turn to next. I mean, look, I actually really liked what I saw from Alicia Parks. Yes, she got knocked off by her doubles partner, wildcard Elena Gabriela Russo. Russo, the 6-2-1-6-6-4 victory. But Park showed me more defense than I have ever seen from her in a match and a willingness to grind and a willingness to be physical and just, you know, again, use her speed, use her strength to extend rallies and not overhit when the moment didn't call for it. Of course, when the moment called for it, the plus one behind the serve was there for her. But I thought this was a really enjoyable match. Now, Parks did not serve particularly well, and that first serve percentage has been a struggle for her at times this season. She's made just 53.7% for the year. She was at 48% against Rusa. But again, it was the defense. She was forced to play, but was successful playing. And look, I mean, it was a credit to Rusa, who just got way more aggressive in in set number uh, in set number three when you know Parks look she was up three love she had game point chances multiple game point chances did Parks on her serve to go up four love and if she converts there who knows what happens yes she let this one get away from her but the fact that she was in that position given how poorly she was serving and how much defense she was forced to play given the baseline aggression seen from Rusa it was a sign of development for Alicia Parks. And I know for Parks, it's been a struggle since her thunderous start to the season. She wins that Lyon title. Uh, she was, what, at that point, 6-1 to start the season. She's 12-25 and 25 since. Obviously, that number, not going to do anyone any favors. Only one quarterfinal for her since that Lyon title run. That came in Rabat on clay in May. But I'm just telling you, I liked what I saw from the 22-year-old in her loss in Cluj-Napoca. I saw serious signs of growth. And again, we're always glass half full here at Crack Rackets. That said, credit to Rusa. Took it to Parks. Never, never let off the gas. She pulled off the ups. And then how about Eva Lise? Three and three over Serrano Kirstea. I'll be honest, I watched less of that match, but five upsets overall in round number one of the top eight seeds. You had Kirstea, Parks, each knocked off. By the way, for Ava Lease, just to put a note on where she currently sits, Lease, uh, of course, for those who don't know, a 21-year-old German, 133, entering the week with her victory up to number 123, 11 spots off her career high. I mean... Top two knocked off. You had third-seeded Hrit Minin knocked out three and two by the talented young Ukrainian Daria Sneger. You had, I believe, yeah, six-seeded Yanina uh, Vickmeyer knocked out four and six by Jill Pikeman, who, of course, former top 50 player looking for any sort of win she can get. Ekaterina Makarova, 6-1 in the third over seventh-seeded Katarina Baindol. Upsets everywhere, creating massive opportunities. Right now, the favorite to win this title is is the 21-year-old German, Eva Lise. 
Ava Lise has never made a tour final in her career. She's the favorite, according to Tennis Abstract right now, to win the title. She's never won higher than a 60K event. Now, for what it's worth, should Rebecca Masarova? No, she already, Masarova already reached the quarterfinal. The problem is Masarova and fifth-seeded Anna Bogdan are in the same section. The winner of that will eventually become the favorite. But right now, Ava Lise is the favorite. And again, Bogdan, Masarova, Jody Barrage, your three seeds still remaining. Talk about a massive opportunity for someone like a Jill Teichman to just maybe steady the ship. Teichman right now currently sitting at 140 in the live rankings. Again, her career high is 21. Opportunity. That's the name of the game. Includes Napoca, maybe hometown favorite Jacqueline Christian can don her vampire outfit and ride that. Not just the outfit, but the crowd love her recent form of success. Maybe to a final run, get something fun going. But again, things going to get funky in Cluj-Napoca. That's event number two. Event number three is where we have some steadiness in Monastir. Top seeds, Jasmine Paulini, Elisa Mertens, each earning straight set round one victories. Paulini's over Alize Cornet, Mertens over Alexandra Iela. We did have two seeds knocked out. Katarina Kawa, 7-5 in the third over Martina Trevisan. A little bit of a schedule loss for Trevisan coming over from Hong Kong, where she reached the semifinals last week. Quick transition for her, obviously. You change continents. Always going to be a tough acclimation to the new can conditions. You had Nuria Parises Diaz, 6-4 in the third over Magdalena Freak. Again, opportunities, though, throughout the course, I would say, of this draw. You look at who's already advanced to the quarterfinals. Elisa Mertens, uh, through to the quarterfinals, she got a straight set win in round number two over Irina Shimenovich as well. You have six-seeded Lu- uh, Lucia Bronzetti, a three-and-four win over Sarah Irani. How about my Hantama? She continues her recent run of success. For those of you uh, perhaps less familiar with what she accomplished of late, Hatana semifinalist in Osaka, qualified, wins a match in Tokyo as well. She knocks off Balsova Pararoska to reach the quarterfinals. And then Lucy, uh, Lucerina Stefanini, the win over Kawa, to get to her quarterfinal as well. Who's got round of 16 matches remaining? Petra Marchenko. Uh, those who don't know Marchenko, the talented young Croatian currently, I'm doing math in my head, turns 18 years old. Yeah, 17 years old is the Croatian. She's currently sitting at a career high 140 in the rankings. 33 and 16 overall this year. She's won three different titles, two 60Ks and a 25K. She's made seven different quarterfinals. I mean, again, a massive opportunity for her. She's going to take on top seed Jasmine Paolini looking to reach the quarterfinals at this tour level event. Should she do so, it would be the first tour level quarterfinal of her career former top five ranked junior in the world. Someone to certainly keep an eye on with a massive opportunity. You've got Saranko versus Claire Lou. Claire Lou played excellent. Only player to get a set off Pagula last week. If she can acclimate to the conditions, she got a straight set win over Mina Bectus in round one. Uh, that's a massive opportunity for her. And then again, Erica Andreva, still a teenager, but older sister of Mira Andreva. She'll take on Clara Purell. That's a fun one. Zavatska versus Paris as Diaz as well. Right now, according to the Tennis Abstract Singles forecast, Elisa Mertens and Lucia uh, Serenko, the two favorites. Serenko actually 27.9%. Elisa Mertens, 26.4. Then you have Paulini, 15.7. Then a significant drop-off. But again, 
You're trying to consolidate top 50, top 40, top 100 spots. Where's Elisa Mertens right now? 33 in the live rankings. Yeah, that feels about right for the 27-year-old. Anyways, massive opportunities across the board here on the women's side of things. And I will acknowledge I spent longer talking about the men's events. Truth be told, why do I think the women's fields are a little bit lighter this week? It's because of what's on the horizon, the WTA Tour Finals, of course, coming up in a couple of weeks. Our top eight field already set. Sabalenka, Shviantek, Goff, Rabakina, Pagula, Jabir, Vondrusova, Muhova all clinching their spots. And look, we've been in North America. We went from the U. Uh, I should say, it, it's just been nine months, ten months. I don't have to go through the whole calendar. But North America to Mexico to Asia, you know, again, if you're playing Billie Jean King Cup, you're getting ready for that as well. You look right now, the highest ranked player in the live rankings playing this week was 19th ranked Beatrice Haddad Maya. The highest ranked remaining player currently at a career high of number 29 is Jasmine Paolini in Monastir. You have six top 50 players still in action as we enter Thursday in our WTA Tour level event. So again, I do apologize for that fact. That said, I will obviously be keeping you apprised on all developments as they continue to unfold throughout the course of the week. That said, if you are looking to catch up on this week's three ATP events, head over to part number one, which you can find here on the Mini Break podcast feed. A shout out, as always, to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of our content possible. A shout out, as well, to the support we get from our dear friends at Tennis Point. You all know the deal. Tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15 for all of the latest and greatest products in the tennis world. With that said, for the fantastic super Super producer Daniel Westoff, our friends at Tennis Point from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.